Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Doug Keeler, the author of the Ray Fontaine mystery series, the first of which, Savannah Gone, was released earlier this year. Doug, welcome. Steve, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure to chat with you. I enjoyed the book, and I enjoyed getting to know Ray. Tell, tell listeners a little bit about your protagonist, Ray Fontaine. Ray Fontaine is a little bit of a wild card. He is a private investigator who resides in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, he used to be a newspaper man until things kind of shook his world up, and he finds himself in Savannah working as a private investigator. And he's sort of a tough guy, private eye. I mean, there are all kinds of different subgenres of the in the in the PI genre itself. Would you classify him in the tough guy PI subgenre? Uh, I think he's a bit of a tough guy. He's really a tough guy with kind of a, a far out sense of humor. Steve, <laughs> he doesn't take a lot of guff. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't doesn't suffer fools very well, and he's kind of he's kind of like a dog when it latches onto a bone when he gets involved in a case. And he's got a really cool car. And he's got a really cool car. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right, tell listeners a little bit about the uh, the story of Savannah Gone, the first in your series. The story kicks off, Steve, when a marine biologist who opposes what is the, the, one of the largest economic development projects in the southeastern United States, the expansion of the Savannah Harbor. She opposes the project, and then she goes missing. And Ray is hired to find her. And he's hired sort of indirectly. He's, he's hired by, it's, it's like a family office by the, by the, uh, the parents who, who hire him. Uh, so it, he's not hired by the parents. He's just hired by somebody else. He doesn't, not crazy about the parents when he first meets them. No, and, and you're correct. He's hired by the, the principal of a family office, which uh, for those who don't know, a family office manages the finances of the super wealthy. And Nelson Cavanaugh, who is the principal uh, for the family office, hires Ray because uh, the, the missing marine biologist, her folks are a client of the family office. And this book, you released it, I think, in maybe late April, and the response from readers has been incredibly good. Uh, the, the ratings for the book, the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, the, the overall ranking is extremely high within within Amazon. This is your first book, right? It's the first book, Steve, and much to my surprise, the, the reception has been really overwhelming. Uh, it, it is. It hit the Amazon bestsellers list three days after coming out, and it's remained there. To this day, so it spent five plus months on the Amazon bestsellers list. And to commemorate you and I being on the radio today, I'm, I'm using one of my free days where uh, readers can download the book for free today. And it actually hit the number one spot in financial thrillers today. Ah, excellent! Congratulations, that's terrific. I, I, cre- I credit that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that credit because I uh, I've not had that kind of success on my own. So I'm I'm happy to take it. Now, one of the major 
characters in the book, if we can call the city of Savannah a character, is Savannah, which is a, a wonderful city that you seem to have a great deal of familiarity with. Uh, I wanted to make Savannah, as you said, I wanted to make the setting a character in the book. Uh, it's it's a fascinating place for those who haven't been there. Uh, it's full of history and mystery. Hmm. So I really set out to kind of render the city as as actually one of, I guess a secondary character would be uh, my way of putting it, Steve. Mm-hmm. And have have you, I know you don't live in Savannah now. Do you live in Atlanta? Did I get that right from your website? Yes, I live just outside of Atlanta, but um, we get down to Savannah probably three or four times a year and have for many, many years, and it's just a fascinating place. It is a fascinating place. My wife and I were there with my parents uh, a couple of years ago. I've been there a few times, but a couple of years ago we spent some time in the middle of town. There's a museum, and then there's that fabulous area right smack dab in the middle of town with those, I don't know what you call them. They're like these square grass park areas. There's probably a name for them, but uh, it just—it was a very enjoyable afternoon, and the place just reeks of history. It really does, and you're correct, Steve. Those those little park areas are actually called squares. Okay, and there's and there are 22 of them, and it's actually was when it was laid out in 1733. Savannah was the first planned city in America. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. And what's interesting is, you know, people really enjoy the the greenery and the tranquility that the squares provide, but no city has followed suit and followed Savannah in in designing a city with that same layout. Interesting. And and you you make the point in the book that uh, I I live in Naples, Florida, which for people who aren't familiar with it is a tourist attraction type town. Uh, we're at the we're at the end of the off-season now. People are going to begin trickling in within the next few weeks and then flooding in in late December, and it's just a torrent of people, uh, January, February, and March, and it's crazy. And I get a sense that there's some of that in Savannah as well. I, I noticed from some of the characters in the book that, that there's uh, like, oh, you know, there's more of this and more of that, and it, the sense that we all get, it, anyone who lives in a tourist town. Yeah, that's true. Um, ever since Midnight in the Garden came out, mm-hmm. Savannah has really been put on the map tourist-wise. And the interesting thing about Savannah, unlike South Florida where you reside, there's not really an off-season. You know, it's, it's very, very hot in the summer season, mm-hmm. but it's still just as busy. So it's kind of a, a 12-month-a-year tourist attraction. That's tough for people who live in the city, especially if you live in the city. And there are these fabulous houses in the city that are right on these squares. And I, I, I can't even begin to imagine how much those houses cost, but uh, it, it must be unrelenting, these, the, the, the constant torrent of tourists uh, traveling around there. It's really a double-edged sword for the folks that live there. Um, it, you know, the the economy is very much tied to the tourism. But uh, and I, granted, I don't live there, but I would imagine that if you did live there, right down in the historic district, it could get a little old having the the people constantly coming by. You know, in the in the horse-drawn carriages and the tours that go on, really seven days a week, twelve months out of the year. 
Yeah, and and you expand. I mean, Ray spends time not just in Savannah, but in surrounding areas. And is that is it fair to call that the Low Country around there? I know the Low Country goes a little further south than that as well. But is that considered the Low Country? It is, Steve. The Low Country um, is really considered, I would suppose, from approximately Charleston, which is about a hundred miles north of Savannah, all the way down to Cumberland Island, which is at the very southern end of coastal Georgia, 100 miles south of Savannah. So that 200 miles is really what's considered the low country. Okay. Let's talk for a minute about your writing. This, is this, as we mentioned, is your first novel. Are, are you someone who has extensive, an extensive outline before you begin writing, or do you just sit down and begin writing? My process, and granted, this was my first uh, attempt at writing fiction, but my process was this. I had, I had the, the beginning. I knew I wanted to tie it to uh, the missing marine biologist who opposes the expansion of the Savannah Harbor, which, by the way, is, is a real project that has just been approved. Mm-hmm. And, I knew, and I knew my ending, but how I was going to get there, I, I didn't have a clue. So the... The, the tricky part for me was, was winding my way through the middle and ending up where I wanted it to end up. They say that the middle is the hardest part for everybody because, yeah, you, you, you get started and you're identifying the character and allowing readers to bond with him. And, uh, of course, you've got to know where the thing's going to end or you, you, you have some idea of how it's going to end. And then the tricky part is getting people from the beginning to the end, isn't it? It really is, and that was, that was, I guess that's the same for everybody who writes. That's where the, the rubber meets the road, is uh, trying to get through that middle portion while you're keeping the reader engaged. Now, one of the things that I do whenever I'm writing, and I, I write sort of like you do, I, I, I have great difficulty with plotting. I feel like I should, but it sort of saps the energy from the story for me when, when I begin to do that. So I like to just sort of go along the way you do, but I find myself writing into corners from time to time. Did you come across any of that in your writing, or are you just more skillful than I am? Uh, I don't think I'm more skillful, and I certainly uh, wrote myself into a couple of corners and had to, to actually delete a couple of scenes and, and backtrack a little bit and then get myself back on track and then... Um, Head, head back towards that ending that I had in mind. So what's next for Ray? What do you have planned for him next? Ray, Ray will have another case. I'm working on book number two right now, and it'll, it'll be another low country story taking place in and around Savannah. But uh, Ray, Ray will live again in the next book. What's your expectation in terms of writing time for the book? And I don't mean when is it going to be released. Um, I, I assume you spent a certain amount of time writing the first book. So writing, editing, going through that whole process. And do you expect to take the same amount of time for the second book or less time or more time? What's your expectation? I'd like to shorten it a little bit. The first one took me, uh, I you know, Actual writing time probably took me four four months, Steve, to get it done. Mm -hmm. And I I thought about the story a little bit before actually sitting down to write, but the the actual writing time took me approximately four months. Now, was that four Uh, months for the first draft or four months soup to nuts? Four months soup to nuts. Okay. Wow, that's terrific. Um, I was – I'm – 
I guess I was a little relentless with it, and once I sat down and, and got into it, uh, it, it just kind of started to roll along. And, you know, granted, there are many, many difficult days, but I had a lot of fun spending time with Ray. And now that you have all these readers and all these people that have left these fantastic reviews, there's got to be a certain amount of pressure to get the next book out sooner rather than later. Uh, there really is. Um, there's a lot of expectation, a lot of want from many of the folks who have read it. And um, working on the next one right now and, and hope to meet the reader's expectations and actually raise the bar a little bit. But as you know, you know, all you can do is your best. And, yes. But I do have quite a, quite a few folks waiting on the next Ray adventure. He seems to be a character that a number of people have an affinity for. Uh, that's, that's terrific. What, what kind of things – do you read in the genre? Yes. That's, it's definitely my, my genre of choice mm -hmm. is mysteries, crime fiction – all, some thrillers, not as many thrillers, but but a lot of crime fiction. Um, you know, certainly Carl Hyacin, um, Nelson DeMille, Robert B. Parker, all all of the big names. I, I've read most of their work and and really enjoy the genre of crime fiction. Love the Travis McGee. Florida stories, mm -hmm. all of those. Yep. Yeah. And that's what actually caused me to move to Florida 35 years ago was reading those John D. McDonald stories who, who, and he told the story of Florida back in the day so beautifully that I just really wanted to live here. And it, it's one of the nice things about setting your character in an atmospheric uh, area uh, like Savannah. So you're, you'll be able to do the same thing as the series goes on, which is kind of cool. I agree, and and it's interesting how John B. McDonald was really able to render Florida in a way that that readers really had an affinity for. You know, he didn't use a fictional setting; he really used Fort Lauderdale, where he had the busted flush moored, and um, you know, his, his take on South Florida was was so ahead of its time. Yes, and he didn't. He wasn't Pollyanna-ish, if that's a word, uh, with his depiction of South Florida, even in the later books, when he, he was so critical of some of the things that were going on in the environment and uh, in politics and just everything that goes on down here. And it really brought the whole area to life for me as a reader. I agree. And, and you're right. He was one of the first to really take on the environment, the real estate developers, the crooked politicians. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and Florida seems to have their share of them, but you know most most locations have them as well. But he really brought that to life in a way that I think people really really enjoyed. Well, I enjoyed your book. If people listening to this are interested in finding it, where where can they find it? They can find it on Amazon. It's it's sold exclusively on Amazon right now, Steve. Okay. And just. Just type in Savannah Gone, it will pull it up, and they can also find me uh, probably via my website would be the best way, which is www.dougkeeler.com. And I saw when I was at your website today that you've got a little space there where, where readers can sign up for your email list, which is something that I always like to do so that the author can let me know when it's, uh, when it's time for the next book. So I would encourage people to do that as well. Doug, thanks so much for being here today. This has been fun. I really enjoyed your book. 
Steve, thank you so much for reading it. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure and a lot of fun for me as well. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you do pop by the website, please sign up for my email list. I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to be sure you don't miss out on great new books like Savannah Gone from Doug Keeler. Thanks for listening.